Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. 888 is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. And I can guarantee you that this morning you will want to weigh in because for the third time in pregame show history, because we are at 5 in the morning, we have some breaking news. 95.7 The Game Breaking News. Brought to you by BetQL. Become a better sports better. Get smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Free agent left tackle. Trent Williams signed to a six-year, $138 million deal with the 49ers, as reported first by Diana Rossini of ESPN. It includes a $55.1 million guarantee and a $30.1 million signing bonus, making Williams the highest-paid offensive lineman in NFL history. So there you go. You got your guy, making him the highest-paid left tackle, which is what I think the 49ers wanted. It's what Trent Williams wanted. And this happened about three hours ago. (laughs) This all took place at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. But the Niners weren't done. First off, before I get to it, Williams posted on his Instagram story a picture of him uh, on a yacht with the caption, Forever Faithful. And he has a just a sick tattoo of a silverback gorilla uh, covering his entire back. I mean, Trent Williams is just a... He's just a massive human being, uh, and, it, and, it, and it was sweet. But then the next photo, or the next picture in the story, is a video of him celebrating with a friend, and I'll get to why um, it's just so important, in my opinion. Uh, I know that you know they always say that a picture is worth a thousand words, but I think this video is uh, worth an entire show. But then he posts a picture of... Himself and Mike McGlinchey in the 49ers tunnel getting ready to go out onto the field. And then in a little caption, he tags Alex Mack. And then we get the report from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network that Falcons free agent center Alex Mack is expected to sign with the 49ers. Source said, as the Cal product lands back in the Bay Area, Mac has been with Coach Kyle Shanahan in Cleveland and Atlanta and now San Francisco. So 
you got your guy. And... 888-957-9570, first off, is the text sign and the phone number, of course, uh, if you want to weigh in. I'm taking calls all morning because, I don't know, hopefully um, you've seen the news already, but if this is your first time hearing it, hope you're happy. Because, in my opinion, this is a move that had to get done. And, and I've been... You know, talking mess about the Patriots because everyone is praising Bill Belichick for making all of these signings. And when you sign a bunch of free agents like that, the way that they're doing it, and really not necessarily overpaying for guys, but you're paying a lot. That's out of desperation. This move to me isn't out of desperation. This move to me is completely out of necessity. Because next year, if you don't go in there at least with Trent Williams signed to a long-term deal, and you know you may not think the move is that smart because he's currently 33 years old, going to be 33 years old heading into this season, and you may be thinking, what, a six-year deal? Well, the details have still yet to come out and how they're going to allocate their money because uh, John Lynch... Kyle Shanahan, Parag Marate, they all got to uh, determine how that's going to work out. But if you have Trent Williams and Alex Mack, who's an incredibly good center, and then you got Mike McGlinchey, now pass blocking, of course, there were some question marks. But as far as a run blocking offensive line goes, I'm not going to act like I know Every single offensive line's run-block scheme. I know the Cleveland Browns are an incredibly good run-blocking offensive line. But this puts the 49ers in the conversation at least in the top three of the best run-blocking offensive lines in the game. Now, pass blocking, that remains to be seen. Mike McGlinchey was a was you know a questionable pass blocker last year, uh, as a lot of people know, because he was one of the scapegoats whenever uh, something whenever the 49ers would lose, everyone would pay attention to Mike McGlinchey and put a microscope on him. But when you have a guy who's been with Kyle Shanahan before in Cleveland, in Atlanta, in Alex Mack. And then you got Trent Williams at left tackle. You could figure it out with your left guard and your right guard. You can figure that out. I think that this was a move out of necessity, and this was a move they absolutely needed to make. So here are a couple of things. I mentioned already his Instagram story, and this is why I think it's it's important to look at this. Because the first picture, again, was him forever forever faithful on a yacht. Looked pretty sweet. And you knew that he's coming back in that. But the second video that he posted, look at the joy that he has that the team he wanted to come back to. He's made it known. Trent Williams has made it known. And the 49ers have made it known that he wants to be in San Francisco and that they want him back in San Francisco. But seeing the joy that he has in that video, think about what happened with his tenure in Washington and why he had to take a year off. 
it's because they were handling his injury all wrong, and he was unhappy. So think about this. You got a left tackle in Trent Williams who is as athletic as any left tackle in the league, and I'll play this sound from Vernon Davis that we got, of course, a former uh, teammate of Trent Williams. Um, We had Vernon Davis on last year to talk about the signing when they when they when they got Trent Williams on the team. Wait till you hear what he has to say about the athleticism. I want to play this back. This was only a year ago. But the fact that he was in Washington and he was unhappy. He was still a dominant left tackle when he was on the field. Now you combine the fact that he's in a place where he's wanted a place where not only he's wanted, but he wants to be. And also, he is getting an offseason with them. He's going to be getting a training camp. Hopefully, training camps will be a little bit more back to normal uh, coming up this year. That obviously needs to be negotiated. But he also has a year under Kyle Shanahan's scheme with the 49ers, because each scheme is different with each different team. And now you can now you can protect your quarterback, and not only that, but you can establish the run game. And when Trent Williams is happy where he's at, and he also has a year under his belt after taking a year off, I mean, I think this is a move that absolutely needed to be made. What do you think of it? Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. Would love to hear from you. What were your thoughts when you heard about the move? Uh, do you like the fact that they are making him the highest paid offensive lineman in NFL history, as well as the addition of Alex Mack, whose details have yet to come out? Uh, but here's the sound. This is Vernon Davis. Of course, former teammate with Trent Williams. Listen to him talk about Trent Williams' athleticism. This was Vernon Davis last season when Trent Williams was signed to the team. Watch Trent Williams. He's probably one of the best players I've ever seen. You know, he's super athletic. He wins. He'll win nine times out of the ten, no matter who he's going up against. And some people may not know, but Trent could actually, if you put him at tight end, he could probably play, play tight end. There was, I remember when we had Sean McVay, we put in a few trick plays for, for Trent where he went out as a wide receiver. And he, I mean, he caught the ball and he was, I mean, he ran by our, our D back. I mean, what you're getting him is a, is, is not just a hard worker, a good person, but one of the best players in the league, probably one of the best players to ever play that position. I, I mean, you hear that, and it's just, you've seen that athleticism before. We saw it in week one. I mean, he crushed the poor Arizona safety. It wasn't Buda Baker. I can't remember who it was, but he absolutely crushed him. Poor guy. That's unfortunate. You got Trent Williams coming full speed downhill at you. You're not expected to shed that block exactly. Look, I think that this is a great move for the 49ers, and I think that... Building your offensive line is one of the most underrated aspects of football and just becoming a championship team. You know, and and, and you could make the argument you need your quarterback, you need your quarterback, whatever. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. At this point, I don't even know 
what's going on with the salary cap. Because when you look at it, you'd think, wow, they're making him the highest paid offensive lineman in NFL history. Yet they were only had $20.5 million of cap space, as reported by David Lombardi. I don't even know anymore. All of my salary cap knowledge is out the window because me and you, we have the same salary cap knowledge. I'm no expert. I'm no insider. And from Ernie from Concord, this is why I turned into the pregame. My man, nice guy, breaking news. Ernie, that's not what I asked. You know I love you, Ernie. But I need your opinion on Trent Williams. (laughs) Need your opinion on that. I think it's most important to build the offensive line. And, you know, if Jimmy Garoppolo's under center for 2021, great. But now you are looking at an offense, these other quarterbacks out there, because who knows what could happen next season? You know, this offseason, did you expect that all of these guys would be on the table? Did you think that Deshaun Watson would be disgruntled with his team at this point to the point where he just is not going to come back? Did you think that? Probably not. I don't know if that was expected. Did you expect there to be some tension with the Seahawks organization? Probably not. Things can change in a year. So I think that this absolutely opens up doors for the 49ers, for their future, for whoever they want to bring in at QB. And I also think this opens the door for the draft and the move that they could possibly make. But there's one other aspect that I'm looking at here. 888 Continue to weigh in with your thoughts. But there's one other angle that I'm looking at, and there must be a team looking on the outside, looking at what's going on, and there's pressure now on that team. I'll get to that next. 888 Would love to hear your thoughts. Stephen Langford on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. And I'm willing to take all calls. I have been incredibly positive here to start out the show because I think that this was a move that the 49ers needed to make. But if you have an opposing opinion, please feel free. 888-957-9570. I'd love to hear from you. But just in case you are getting into your car now and you haven't looked up Twitter or looked at your phone, gotten that push notification yet from whatever app that you have that gives you a push notification, uh, Trent Williams, left tackle for the San Francisco 49ers, well, they have signed him to a six-year, $138 million deal, a $55.1 million guarantee, and a $30.1 million signing bonus, making him the highest-paid offensive lineman in NFL history. And the details have yet to come out as far as his contract goes and how much they're paying him. But they also signed Falcons free agent center Alex Mack, or he's expected to sign with the Niners, uh, a source tells Ian Rappaport. And then also Trent Williams posting on his Instagram a photo of him and Mike McGlinchey coming out the tunnel with an at Alex Mack uh, tag in the middle of it. So with eyes, 
looking at it with the eyes emoji. The eyes emoji, the most effective, impactful emoji out of all the emojis used in sports. You know, at first it was the snake. We liked using the snake emoji for a little bit of a time. But the eyes emoji, you never know what the eyes can mean, right? It's the most impactful emoji. But that's the breaking news right now. 888-957-9570. This happened uh, either while you were asleep or while you were awake doing work. And if you are doing work at this current time and you have been uh, on the clock for a few hours now, then uh, shout out to you. If you are like my man here from the 408 or the lady, I was at the gym with the breaking news came through. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited he was signed. I was worried that he was going to go to a contender and make things worse for us. We need to protect our quarterback. I mean, we're getting a lot of 408 texts here. All different. From the the 408, the 49ers signing Williams is like getting dental work. It's an expensive move, but it needs to happen. And that's the most genius text that I've gotten so far this morning. Can you top it? 888-957-9570. And, of course, feel free to call in. Another one from the 408. The O-line is now set up for a dynamic QB. A mobile gunslinger would make the offense lethal. And I think that the offensive line is just a complete weight off the shoulders. It's something that you don't really think about. It's not the sexiest position of all time. Right? No one ever says, yeah, no one really ever says that their favorite player is an offensive lineman. You'll get those lineman jerseys. You'll see that. But most of the time, it's, you know, always a quarterback. It's always a wide receiver. Uh, Sometimes it's a running back, depending on the team. But you never really get that offensive line. But the offensive line is just, as far as sports goes, um, the most underappreciated. But. Signing Alex Mack to a deal is just as important. Um, it's great that you signed Trent Williams. It's, it, it is great, and it was absolutely a necessity. But if you have Trent Williams at left tackle, but you have an inexperienced center who wouldn't understand how to run Kyle Shanahan's system, then I still think there would be some question marks. So... When you pair those two together and you have McGlinchey on the right side who, you know, coming up on a year when, you know, picking up the option has to be uh, it has to be under his in his mind and thinking that he's got to pick it up this season, you know, and they could figure it out at left guard and right guard. But when you got the left side, the right side and the middle all solidified, then that just opens up so many doors for what. Not only Kyle Shanahan can do, but also for free agents down the line, especially quarterbacks. Because one of the reasons that I personally thought that Deshaun Watson uh, wasn't going to get traded here and why I didn't think the 49ers were on his list was because of the offensive line. Like a guy who is, you know, a top three, top five, top three, excuse me, I was going to say top five, but He's top three in time sacked every single year that he's been in the league so far. Even though it hasn't been that long of a time, he's still within the top three. Sometimes he's number one in time sacked. So I figured, I mean, if the 49ers are on his list, I'd expect that they'd have an offensive line by now. So I don't know if that move's going to be done, but that's just an example. 
But here's where I really think the pressure's on. Think about Pete Carroll right now. Pete Carroll. Don't know if he's awake. Don't know if he's seen the news yet. Don't know if he's gotten a call. But his superstar quarterback, Russell Wilson, is frustrated. Not only by the fact that in the coaches' meeting, his word just wasn't taken into account. He walked in on a meeting. That was the report. And then he ended up storming out. But it was probably the nicest storm out ever, and I'm sure that he had his social media crew along with him. But but he was pissed at the Seahawks for that. And also the fact that he didn't have any protection. And now Russell Wilson is probably texting Pete Carroll right now saying, hey, look at what that team in our division is doing. They are getting protection for a quarterback who... We don't even know if they like him or not. <laughs> we, we don't know if they're even set on Jimmy Garoppolo. They say they are, but we don't know for sure. Now, you're not going to give me protection? Think of the pressure that this puts on Carroll right now. A ton. A ton. But I, I think that this was absolutely a move that needed uh, to be made. And... <laughs> oh, man. The 209 coming in <laughs> with the heat. <laughs> if you want to use your Jimmy, get some protection. Side Williams. <sighs> oh, oh, that's good. That's really good. I mean, that's, uh, I'm sorry, 408, but that's number one there from the 209. I mean, you know, the 408 came in saying the 49ers signing Williams is like getting dental work. It's an expensive move, but it needed to happen. And the 209 saying, if you want to use your Jimmy, get some protection. Side side Williams. Oh, man. That's a good one. I I, I got to give you credit for that. But just in case you are getting into your car now, they did sign him to the most expensive contract for an offensive lineman in NFL history. Six years, $138 million. And that's that was reported by Diana Russini first. Then it was followed up by Adam Schefter, then Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero of NFL Network had it, gets a $30.1 million signing bonus and $55.1 million guaranteed. And if you want to get exact with it, uh, it's $138 million and uh, it's $138 million and $60,000, 138.06 if you want to get down to the nitty gritty. So this was a move that I think was needed to be made. It's not a move out of desperation. This is clearly a situation where there was a mutual understanding that each side wanted to be together. The 49ers, they wanted Trent Williams because of what he did last year. And, you know, you may not be, may have been too impressed last year with what he did just based on the eye test. But here's a stat that stands out, and this is why I think this is, uh, and this is why I think uh, the 49ers covet him so highly, among many other things. But ESPN, and you, if you've ever listened to this show before, ESPN has these analytics that come out for offensive linemen. You know, 
we can look at pro football focus. We can look at the amount of times uh, that he allowed a pressure or allowed a sack, and we can look at all of that. And those are great raw statistics to look at. But if we're looking at the deep analytics here, there's one called pass block win rate. And essentially, it means on each snap, what's the percentage of times in which he wins in a situation where the quarterback is dropping back to pass and a guy is rushing the passer on his side. Trent Williams is tied within the top five. 94% of the time, he won his battle. That's according to ESPN's pass block win rate metric. That's up there with Billy Turner from the Packers, Dwayne Brown from the Seahawks, and Andrew Whitworth from the Rams. Some other guys included Jack Conklin, David Bakhtiari from the Packers, who was previously the most expensive offensive lineman. Garrett Bowles, Jedrick Wills, Mike Remmers, a bunch of very good linemen. So that's where Williams is at. And the 49ers, I think, needed this to be done. And and I'm telling you, that Instagram story that he posted, not only is he just happy to be back posting the forever faithful caption, not only is there that vi- photo, but the video after, seeing how excited he is, seeing how happy that the 49ers somehow, even when there's not that much space left in the salary cap. They got $20 million, so it's not like they're in salary cap hell like some of these teams. They got $20 million left. But in this time, this contract tells Trent Williams, hey, we want you here, man. Like, we, they, we beat out the Chiefs. We beat out the Bears. You're not going to have to go and block for Andy Dalton. you're not going to have to do that. And that might have actually been a a turning point in the talks. But also, hey, we're willing to make you the highest-paid offensive lineman in history. We're going to make it work. 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. And when you get a happy Trent Williams, which is something we didn't see in Washington and he was still playing at an all-pro level before he got hurt, Imagine what you're going to get on the back end, most likely, at least for the first few years of this contract, uh, you're getting those old man years, essentially, right? What we saw from Andrew Whitworth with the Rams, he was one of the oldest offensive linemen in the league, and he was still one of the best. Now, I'm sure he's not the same run-blocking offensive lineman that he is, and you know, not having Roger Saffold at left guard has hurt them a little bit, but still, he's very good. You can get these guys at an older age and still get the production that you need at left tackle. 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. Please do. Tell me your thoughts. What was going through your mind when you saw the breaking news that Trent Williams signed the most expensive off, uh, deal for an offensive lineman in NFL history. 888-957-9570. We'll continue to discuss that on the other side. Plus, what is going on with the Warriors and James Wiseman? We'll get to all of that next. Stephen Langford on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. 
to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero is the text line in the phone number if you want to weigh in. And thankfully, Trent Williams signed this six-year, $138 million deal uh, reported by Diana Rossini of ESPN first, which includes the $55.1 million guarantee and a $30.1 million signing bonus, uh, making him the highest-paid offensive lineman in NFL history. Not only them expecting to sign a deal with Alex Mack, and uh, that's coming up today when they can finally all put pen to paper and and everyone can officially be signed and we'll see what changes can be made but thank goodness not not only just for me but for you because i was gonna come in here and just absolutely rail on the raiders organization and what they're doing with their offensive line okay when you sign these guys to long-term deals you may think it's expensive you know, you may be thinking $23 million a year. Oof, I don't know about that. That's way too much. Look, the left tackle, even though the league has changed, it is still one of, if not the most important positions in football besides quarterback. You need to protect them. And it's key that if you're if you're going to sign anybody to a long-term deal you can do that with the quarterback you can do it with a pass rusher and you got to get an offensive lineman there right and then all the other stuff you can you can sign guys to long-term deals as you see fit but i think that those three positions are absolutely key in signing and getting your guys and if you had the opportunity here to get a left tackle who is on a Hall of Fame trajectory who was looking for a bounce back. When he was done with Washington and he took that year off, he wasn't done with his career. He was done with that team and the way that they treated him. You know, the way that they treated his injury. But now you have proven to Trent Williams, a guy who's an absolute beast. You you sign that guy. And you make it known that, hey, you are worth this much to this team. We are going to be paying you a ton of money here. I mean, this dude's going to want to go out and perform for you. And not only that, but Williams has it in his mind that he wants to win a championship. That's it. And that's I can guarantee you that toward the end of his career – as these last six years of his deal, you know, who knows if he's going to fill out that entire six years. You never know what can happen. But I believe he could play till then. And in that time, he wants to win a championship. And he's the type of guy that you want on your team. And let me play this sound for you again. This was Vernon Davis, former teammate of Trent Williams. And he came on last season. Because Trent Williams, of course, was with the 49ers. And here's what he had to say regarding Trent Williams and the athleticism that he's shown. As far as Trent Williams, he's probably one of the best players I've ever seen. You know, he's super athletic. He wins. He'll win nine times out of the ten, no matter who he's going up against. And 
some people may not know, but Trent could actually, if you put him at tight end, he could probably play, play tight end. There was, I remember when we had Sean McVay, we put in a few trick plays for, for Trent where he went out as a wide receiver and he, I mean, he caught the ball and he was, I mean, he ran by our, our D back. I mean, what you're getting him is a, is, is not just a hard worker, a good person, but one of the best players in the league, probably one of the best players that ever played that position. I mean, it's Vernon Davis we're talking about here. Vernon Davis, a guy who has played with Joe Staley before. A guy who has been around the league. Like, that's some high praise. And there's just so much that goes into it. But here are the two keys for me when it comes to Trent Williams. And again, 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. And from the 925, Rodney Hudson has to be released by the Raiders. Yeah, because the Raiders suck. And he doesn't want to suck anymore. That's why. That's why he asked. I mean, good God. But I don't even want to get into that right now. We're talking about Trent Williams. That is going to just get me heated. But from the 707, we haven't even mentioned how Jimmy G must be feeling right now with the Williams signing. Yeah. Yeah. But not only Jimmy Garoppolo, you got to think of these other quarterbacks. You know, as we're heading into this time where it seems like quarterbacks hold all the cards, you know, seems like they're the ones who are controlling their options. At this point, seeing what's going on with Deshaun Watson uh, and in Houston. But for me, this is just absolutely huge. And, and, and for not only Jimmy Garoppolo, but for these quarterbacks who are possibly looking after this season to get away from their team. Who knows if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be here for the future? Look, personally, I think 2021 You're going to see possibly a good year out of him, but is he your actual franchise guy? I don't like throwing that term around too loose. Is he your franchise guy? Probably not. But this gives you the capability to build a franchise type of quarterback within these next few years when you have Trent Williams, when you have your center in Alex Mack. When you have a stability with that offensive line. Because what you want to do is you want to make the quarterback happy. You already drafted Brandon Ayuk. You drafted Brandon Ayuk, and we saw how he turned out. Debo Samuel, he's well-liked. George Kittle, you got him locked up. And not only that, but also Kyle Juszczyk. Think about Raheem Mostert. Jeff Wilson being the one-two. And then you got Juszczyk and Kittle and Williams and McGlinchey and Mack all blocking for you at the same time. Not only does that make the quarterback happy, that makes Raheem Mostert extremely happy. Let's go to Duriel in San Jose. He wants to weigh in. 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number, of course, if you want to talk about the most expensive offensive lineman deal in NFL history with the 49ers signing Trent Williams early this morning. What's going on, Duriel? Hey, not much, man. You know, uh, just up here working and everything. But, uh, you know, as far as the Trent Williams signing goes, man, uh, you know, last year when I was watching and everything, you know, he didn't look all that great to me. 
And like you said, you know, as far as the eye test went and everything, he didn't look like a guy that was worth that kind of money to me. But uh-huh. I'm no expert. If the coaches and the GM and all these guys around the league, Vernon Davis and them are praising them and saying that we made the right move, then we made the right move. And we did what we needed to do. No excuses for Jimmy G. You know, he needs to step it up and do what Tom Brady did. He needs to learn how to step up in that pocket and get the ball out on time and, and make our offensive line look better than what they are, make everybody else look better than what they are. Because it doesn't matter if we got Trent Williams and we got Devo Samuel and all these guys, George Kittle and everything. They're not going to go to no Pro Bowls and they're not going to have no 1,000-yard seasons if Jimmy G doesn't get his stuff together and do what Tom Brady did. Brady just showed you how to get it done against – uh, all-star team like the Kansas City Chiefs, man. So you got no excuses. He laid out the blueprint for you and everything. And Jimmy G, you had one bad season coming off the Super Bowl, and you deserve one at least one bad season coming off of a Super Bowl season where you almost won it. So you know we'll we'll uh, you know we'll uh, chalk last year up to you know just being a bad season and everything. But you got one year, man. So if you don't get it done this year, you're out of here, Jimmy G. You already know that, man. You need to get us back to where we need to be. Quest for six. We're ready for it. Duriel, appreciate the phone call. Duriel always bringing the optimism early in the morning. And here's where I'm at with the way that Trent Williams performed last year and if he didn't really pass your eye test, which, you know, is understandable. But really, I think for me personally, I think that the bad stuff is always highlighted way more than the good stuff that they do. It's hard unless you're watching tape every single game and you're really focusing in on every offensive lineman. You know, some of the bad stuff is highlighted and last year, you know, a lot of these uh, a lot of these Niner Twitter folks were just going in on Mike McGlinchey and paying attention to his every move, but a lot of the bad stuff gets posted, not a lot of the good stuff that they do. And in my opinion, and you know, and I'm the same way with this. But um in my opinion, watching an offensive lineman in real time in the NFL and actually judging his entire game, I think it's one of the hardest things to do uh in sports. You know, and I'm not saying that. Hey, if you didn't see it last year, I don't. And and you know, you, you he didn't pass your eye test. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm also saying that. Look, I take that with a grain of salt every single time because offensive linemen are doing things. Unless you know you've played pros in the uh, unless you've played offensive line in the pros, and you're going to hear from Alex Boone coming up here at 6:35 with the morning roast, and I can imagine uh, that they'll be pretty jacked up to get Trent Williams here, but. I also believe this. If we are looking at Williams in the way that he played last year and saying that's who he is, I don't believe that. Because when we look at the Warriors, and these guys aren't nearly the same player because Williams is already an absolute, um, uh, Williams is already proven to be an absolute stud, but. And these two are, the, are are different players, but kind of similar situations in that Wiseman, James Wiseman, the rookie for the Warriors, you know, when we're talking about how he's playing this season and the fact that, you know, he may not be living up to the potential that you'd hope to be at with that number two overall pick, we're saying with Wiseman, well, he only played in three college games, has never 
uh, really faced any adversity on the basketball court on the basketball court because he's always been the biggest guy on the court. He's always been the strongest guy, and he's always been the most dominant. Now it's a little different. So just give it time, give it patience, and he'll get to where he needs to be. And he's only 19 years old. Well, Trent Williams took a year off in his early 30s coming off an injury and then had to be thrown straight into the fire as the starting left tackle and going right into an NFL season, playing up to game speed, not having a regular training camp. So last year, I feel like you also have to take it with a grain of salt. And maybe if he didn't pass your eye test, I think you got to look at the context there and understand that, look, maybe he didn't play up to that stud potential that you expected, but look, he can He can, and when he's in a place where he's wanted, again, that second Instagram story that he posted, not only the first one where he says forever faithful and he's got got this silverback gorilla tattooed on his back. I mean, the man is just, he's massive. Not only is it that, but that second video, the joy that he's exuding. Knowing that he wanted to sign with the Niners knowing that the Niners wanted to sign him and they're making him the most expensive offensive lineman, if you can make this dude happy for the next few years, I think you're going to be getting the best version of Trent Williams that you can possibly get. 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number from the 707. No wonder Watson named the Niners. The Niners have sent a message to the league with all these signings. They take care of their players. It's hard finding a good left tackle in this league, a stable left tackle. That's not a player that you want to rotate through. And, you know, 49er fans, you've been with Joe Staley for so long that you might forget that at times. That Look, you've had some stability at that position. You don't want to go back to there being instability there. You don't want to go to back to question marks at left tackle. If you have the chance to keep a Hall of Fame-type left tackle on your team, you do it. You do it. And if he wants the most money out of any offensive lineman in NFL history, you give it to him because you are going to be getting the best version of that guy. I really think there's so many positives to this. And not only that, but you're not going to be forced to get an offensive tackle in the first round of the draft. This absolutely affects what they're going to do with the 12th overall pick. Because, you know, it comes down to whether you want to draft the best player available or, available or draft a position of need. Well, when it comes down to it, if you do have a position of need that you need to fill, which would have been left tackle, you're most likely going to try and get that guy in the draft if it didn't work out through free agency. And that is, you know, not a sure thing, that you're going to be getting a left tackle who is ready for the pros if you go through it in the draft. This absolutely opens the door for either A, possibly trading for Deshaun Watson because now they got an offensive line, it just depends on what Houston wants to do because it seems like they're just in this in this 
fight where it's like, hey, we're not going to trade you, but hey, I'm not going to play for you. And it's just it's turning into an entire mess over there in Houston right now. Um, but it opens the door for that. It opens the door for possibly trading up in order to get a quarterback. And I think that in the draft, it's absolutely worth trading if you already have a majority of your picks, all of your picks going into this year, and then some. Or this also opens the door for another quarterback next season after 2021 who says, look, if you're not giving me protection, like Russell Wilson, for example, then I want out. And, you know, let's just say this quarterback has a no trade clause and he can choose teams. I can guarantee you San Francisco would want to be would be on that destined would be on that list of destinations that they want to go to. But think about. Think about the Seahawks right now. Think about how much pressure Pete Carroll is under seeing this signing and thinking to himself, not only thinking to himself, I'm sure he's getting texts from the outside, too. I don't know if he's awake right now. It's early in the morning. It's 5.53. Maybe Pete's awake. You know, he's an old. He's part of the older generation. Those guys wake up early. Or he could be on vacation. Who knows what's going on with Pete Carroll. But imagine the pressure he's getting now where it's like, okay, they're protecting whoever their quarterback is going to be in 2021. I got my quarterback who has won me a Super Bowl who has given everything to the organization and he's disgruntled because we're not taking his word into account and he's also tired of scrambling and getting hit behind the line of scrimmage. Oh man, I need to do something. But really, there's not much that he can do. There's not much that he can do. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Oh man, we are getting some Raider texts here. Look, if you want to hear me go off on the Raiders, my new my the next episode of my podcast, uh, Black Hole Sundays, is going to be coming out soon. Uh, you'll hear that. I mean, I don't even know what's going on there, but look, stability at the offensive line is what you want. Stability is triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. From the 707, Niners need to shut down corner and a safety. They need to draft Patrick Sertain the second. Sure, sure. Personally, I think if you don't, if you feel like you found your franchise quarterback in this draft, I think the Niners would be inclined to trade up to go get him. But if they don't feel like they found him in the first round, then they could draft a Patrick Sertain if he falls to them. Uh, but you never know uh, with the draft. You really never know. Um, Also, this deal, not only does it make the quarterback happy, but imagine being Raheem Mostert this morning. Imagine knowing, hey, I have got an offensive line that has a veteran who has worked with Kyle Shanahan before. I got Trent Williams again, and I got Mike McGlinchey on the right side at right tackle who... Better than anything that he did last year, he at least was good at blocking for the run. And not only that, but when you establish the run in these games, that opens the door for the play action. And that's what Kyle Shanahan's system is all about. And that's why Jimmy Garoppolo has his success. 
because off the play action, if he gets open receivers, if he has George Kittle open, Brandon Ayuk open, he he is quick with making decisions in short bursts. Now the deep ball, that's a, that's an entirely different story. But look, this opens the doors, I think, for a lot of different things. And I think that this was not only a move, um, this was not a move out of desperation. What the Patriots are doing right now is a move out of desperation. They're trying to sign a bunch of players to these long-ish deals. You don't know if these players are going to last on that team. I mean, they got two tight ends with Jonu Smith and, and Hunter Henry. They got Matthew Judon, who's a good pass rusher, and they got some players coming back who opted out of their season last year. But when you sign a bunch of these free agents and you spend as much money as they did in this free agency, they're doing that out of desperation. This move for Trent Williams is not a move out of desperation. This is a move that is out of necessity. That is out of necessity. And ooh, from the 5-1-0. I haven't heard anything about the Raiders since I've been out of town for two weeks in Costa Rica. Oh! Well, here, here's the update. They have gotten rid of every offensive lineman on their team. <laughs> it's like, that's why. These guys are tired of playing for Jaw Gruden. They're tired of not winning anymore. Them not signing Aguilar is an absolute... Them not signing Aguilar to another deal... Even though the Patriots got them for relatively cheap, they didn't necessarily overpay. I think that says a lot with their team. Aguilar's like, I'm not coming back. Hudson says, I'm not coming back. Gabe Jackson, probably happy to get out of there. Trent Brown, look, Trent Brown, whatever. He only played 16 games out of the 32 when they signed him to that big deal. But still, <laughs> like everything is going wrong with the Raiders. Again, Black Hole Sundays, the podcast is coming out, uh, coming up this week. But coming up with the morning roast, and I'm really excited to hear the opinions from Kate Scott, Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky, and Bonte Hill. And I can guarantee you uh, that Kate is stoked considering she's been calling for signing Alex Mack since it started. And it's expected to be done today. Still have yet to await the terms of the deal and all that. Uh, but that's coming up at, I believe, 1 o'clock when the new league year begins. Um, and, and that is for today. But coming up, Alex Boone is going to be joining them at 6.35. If you haven't heard Alex Boone on the radio before, which if you are a 95-7 The Game OG, you absolutely have heard Alex Boone, but he loves offensive line play. And I can guarantee you that with the signing of Alex Mack, as well as getting Trent Williams to that long-term deal, if you have any sort of skepticism regarding that, you know, you may have listened to me for this last hour, and you may have heard me go on and on and on, and you might be tired of it, uh, like White Mike here in Oakland. He, he's, he's annoyed that I've been talking about this for the entire hour. But Alex Boone, if you've had any skepticism, is going to completely change your mind. Really excited to hear what he has to say. And then you got Darrell Wright coming up at 8.15, and they're going to play uh, one of the most fun games in radio, a little right or wrong. Thanks so much for joining me, everyone. The Warriors play tonight at five o'clock against the Rockets. So stay tuned for that. But the morning roast with Kate Scott and Joe, the butcher boy Shasky and Bonte Hill coming up next. Thanks so much for joining me. Everyone will be back tomorrow at 5am 95, seven, the game.